Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. Last week's show, if you missed it, you can go out to our website at themoneymanmike.net or on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio and catch up on Ben Rose from the law offices of Ben Rose. And he was a phenomenal guest. We learned a lot from Ben. Just, you know, reiterates the fact that every attorney's answer seems to be, it depends. <laughs> it always just depends. So we got a lot of it depends, but at the same time, it really does. Everyone's situation is different. Everyone's it characteristics. There was a lot of great information last Outstanding week. Outstanding uh, piece, yes. And full of stuff. If you if you get a chance, go to Facebook and you can go to Capital Homes, or I'm sure Mike's got it up too. And, yep. And, or MoneyMan.net. It was really a great, great, lot of information. Outstanding information. And if you need to get in touch with Ben, his information's out on the Facebook website now. You can get his little announcement card. You can see his emails, phone number, the whole nine yards. So you can call him, review your situation, and get some excellent professional advice. But on this week's show, we're going to sit here and talk about, uh, we're going to do our builder tip with David. Yes, sir. Then we're going to talk about a few things um, that carried over from the previous week's show that we did not get to get into with uh, Ben providing us with so much good information last week. But we're going to talk about some real estate pointers, um, some supply and demand uh, impacts on real estate, and just some other good general uh, real estate topics. So it should be a very, very informative show, and I'm looking forward to it. And today in studio... We have the lovely Sassy. <laughs> You're welcome. Hi. <laughs> Come on, give me your. Give I bring me. the beauty. You bring a lot. To all these beasts in here in the morning. To Rawr. be able to keep up with us, <laughs> keep us tame. All man. these tigers. You're these the tiger. real estate tigers. Don't don't try to. Fool I bring us. the wit and charm to the show. Thank you. There you go. Manic shows in 15 minutes. There you go. <laughs> That's just sassy. You're not right. Remember, this is a morning show. Oh, calm. Zen with me now. <laughs> and Chris Corvo, how are you doing, sir? I wasn't invited last week. <laughs> you so missed out. So I don't know what was talked about last week, and I never got Michael Thayer to say that I had a lot of good information to bring. So. <laughs> what? Uh, he's, I, um, I, hashtag jealous. <laughs> so I'll make a note of that right here. Yes, please do. Chris <laughs> yes. Wayne, Chris provides some good information. We need to make a note of it. Needs praise and praise I need, I need affirmation in my life, please. Okay. So, dude, you thankful to be here. You always bring good quality content. You know that. I just contribute where I can. Look. Just to be able to keep Andrew in containment <laughs> over there when it's Andrew, you, and David is just, that's... That's enough. Yeah. I got her figured out, and I know how to... I know Dude, how to no one has her figured out. I tell myself that. We all tell <laughs> ourselves that. <laughs> She's a loose cannon, but in a damn good way. And Mr. David Lukey, Capital Homes, man, how are you? Excellent. How you doing, man? Man, I'm outstanding. And we got Scooter behind the glass making everything happen for us this morning. And, you know, today, let's just go ahead and get ripping into this thing, because... Man, I think I don't think we're going to really get through all of it. Unfortunately, it's a lot of good stuff. But we were talking, if you guys remember, um, home inspections two weeks ago. Would you get a home inspection if you're the homeowner on a house that you don't even have a plan of selling anytime soon? Would you do an annual inspection? Would you do maybe one every two years just to see what's going on? Because here recently, we've all kind of been talking about some horror stories where. People are going to sell their houses, and all of a sudden they have a home inspection done. They've never been in the attic for the last two, three, five, ten, fifteen years, however many years they've owned it. They sure haven't gone into the crawl space. 
So they find all sorts of problems that are unknown to them because they don't go. First of all, just send the boy down the street up there, have him check out some things. <laughs> Give him a Coca-Cola. <laughs> Second of all, how much does that cost to get an inspection? Probably about three fifty. I, I would say, I tell you, I think if, if you, especially if you're not um, one of those people that's particularly savvy about a home, about what it takes yeah. to maintain a home. Nobody's ever going to do it. I, I think I think it's a good idea, though. Well, I mean, Every other not, year. Not a bad idea, but people just don't do that. We, we as homeowners don't do a lot of that stuff, but I mean, it's general maintenance. Yes. Yeah, but I'm cheap. Don't you think me doing the inspection <clears throat> prior to me wanting to sell my home is a better idea, like already displaying for them I think that both, I've done I think that? they're both a good idea. I don't think there's – if you own a home and you can spend $350 to protect your investment. Yep. You know, because it's kind of like car maintenance, really. Absolutely. I mean, you get an oil change. But I, and I don't know, you know, not everybody does the same thing. You know, I, I'm one of those guys that spends a little bit more money to take my car to the same place. I don't go to the oil change people. I go to a mechanic. Panic. I pay a little bit more for my oil change. But when he's got it, he knows my car better than I do mm-hmm. because he inspects it every three to three and a half, you know, 3,000 miles. Yeah, but not all inspectors are created equally. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen... John Haggerty's the best. And I see where code changes have come up. So some yeah. people may have a house that's built one way. They go to sell it. It's built another way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that's creating problems to do that. So, And if, and if you go to the Capital Homes Facebook page, you can find Sean Haggerty. He's on there yep. from episodes past. You get a money man. Yep, yep. And, and that's an excellent point. You want to have somebody who knows what's happening currently, what's how to keep up. And is going to just not give you, these are the things wrong. These are the things that you should be looking for. These are the things that you can maintain. These are the things. But, you know, you had a, a friend, I think, that was selling their place. And who knows how long they had moisture in their crawl space. And it was just a simple, they need to get their ductwork redone That's because it. it was old. That's it. And the house needed to be maintained. And fortunately, I don't think it turned into this, but it could have gone from a simple, let's replace the ductwork to let's replace the ductwork and all of the framing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad, but I mean, it's the old saying that we've always been told, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. <laughs> this house looks perfectly maintained. Yeah. You, you, The homeowner was OCD, anal retentive about all that kind of stuff, neat freak. And Never went in the crawlspace. Never went in the crawlspace. See, because I'm kind of scared. Like, why would I want to know what's really wrong? I guarantee you it costs more than a Coke (laughs) to fix that one. I I can personally attest to that because I had a problem come up where we were going to do a a remodeling uh, of the master bathroom. And, again, everything looked completely fine. No problems, nothing at all. And when we started messing with everything and started tearing things out – it started to reveal a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. And when we got up under the crawl space to go look at it, that's when it became very obvious what never was really experienced wrong. that on a remodel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> look, I want you to tell me some of the big things that I can't see coming up after the break. I want you to tell me some of the big things I can't see that a home inspection would really help me solve ahead I'm, of time. I, I'm going to finish telling my story and tell you about how something that we all missed in, in, in retrospect and hind, hindsight, the whole toilet was shifting. <laughs> and this is a new Was house. shifting, you said? Shifting. <laughs> we come back from the break. We're going to finish that story. And a discuss. lesson in enunciation. <laughs> enunciation. We're out of here. Be back on the other side.
Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. <laughs> the shift is happening. <laughs> shift does happen. Shift does happen. And it's try saying that three times fast, and you have the producer telling you to just violated every rule in the book. <laughs> Funny they put the handcuffs on you, man. Yeah, it's like, let me go, let me go. I got a show to finish, man. It's the radio so, police. Yes. Yeah. So before the break, we were talking about how the shift happens and we were doing this remodeling project at the house and it's the house is maybe 10 years old Mm -hmm. honestly 10 years old and we were looking at the whole room bathroom in hindsight that is and if we would have put a level on the tank it would not have sat level it would have been tilted towards the right which is the wall it shared with the master bathroom bathroom which was also where the walk-in shower was at. So, so you have the shower, you have a wall, and then next to that you've got the commode for the hall bathroom. Yes. Got it. Keep going. So we're sitting here, and we had basically about a $3,000 remodel is what it was mm-hmm. going to be cosmetically. And we started pulling out the old shower. It was like some old, like, this might make a lot of sense to you. It was like, it looked like a sheet of marble or it wasn't granite. It wasn't marble, but it was it was some sort of stone. I'm, I don't oh, was it cultured marble? Was it a cultured marble? Well, the whole thing was one. Each wall was one big sheet. Yes, that's yes. cultured marble. Usually. Okay, and the floor was done that way. Got it. So, yeah, you know, it was I don't know, four by four by three, four by four. Got it. It was so you had a cultured marble floor and walls. Walls. Yes. Got it. So we started pulling all that stuff out especially the subfloor and to pull it up and so forth and next thing you know it's just you're getting in and you could see the joist and you could just reach out and just squeeze Ooh. the water out of it. Oh no. Wow. And we had so the wall was sagging and yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. And the thing that I um just forgot about until now we had Terminax out that came through and did some treatment and all, all that stuff didn't notice a thing about it. Oh wow, really? Nothing. Nothing at all. And they went through, did the whole inspections, treated the whole place just for um, surety purposes and so forth. And they didn't see it. So it wasn't like you could just, I mean, you had to literally crawl right under where the drains were to see where this damage was. You have a high crawl space or a low crawl space? Back there, it was, um, heck, I could easily sit up in there. Okay, so it's pretty deep. I mean, pretty pretty high. Yeah. He was probably focused on the perimeter because that's where the water penetration comes in for termites usually. Yeah. Go ahead. So, you know, we started pulling it all out. And, man, long story made short, the drain around the pan, the toilet pan, not toilet pan, but the Mm -hmm. shower pan or whatever you want to call it, had been leaking. And I guess because of that, the way that sheet was or however, it kind of spread in between that 16-inch span between the joists. And we ended up having to pull... Two jo- re- completely replaced two joists, sister up to another joist, and then they had to pull out six sheets of plywood of the subfloor and all around the area just to completely fix wow. that problem. <laughs> and when I called uh, the insurance company to say, hey, we've got water damage, they said denied it. I'm uh, like, how do you deny it? It's general maintenance. You're supposed to get under your house. You're supposed to be able to know if something's leaking. Wow. And if you have a slow rot or you have a rot like that over uh caused by a slow leak not covered not covered so would a home inspection have covered that not covered it but it would have found it it, de- it definitely would have found it a, a good home inspector is going to get in that cross because he's going to look at every inch he's going to go to every drain 
He's yeah, going to look around every yeah. drain. Oh. He's going to check it all out. Well, now you're kind of selling me on this home inspection thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, you know, and, and the other thing, too, that they're going to do, Sassy, is they're going to go on the roof. Mm, yeah. And how roof. much would you pay not to go on your own roof? I'm not going to pay roof. a lot. That's worth it. I don't want to go in the attic. I don't want to go can, on the roof. I can tell you another funny story about going on the roof. Same house. I went up to hang Christmas lights one year. I have a nice 16-foot. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Griswold. Oh, yeah. I was Griswold. <laughs> Mr. Griswold, yeah. It was Griswold up. 16-foot folding ladder or whatever. Yeah. You know, so it was stable. I got up in that ridge. <laughs> yeah. I was too scared to come back down. Oh, yeah. Had to holler at the neighbor to say, hey, come over and hold this ladder for me oh, yeah. so I can oh. get back out. You, you know, a lot of people don't think about that. Getting on the roof is actually much easier than getting yes, off the roof. Yes, yes, yes. Because you have to turn and trust. Yes. And I, and sometimes my guys, and I always yell at them when they do this, they get up on those ladders and they want to move over four or five inches to the right, hop. and they hop the ladders. <laughs> like, stop doing that. It is not OSHA approved. Let me just Use call 911 emergency call now. Oh, my God. They're, they're 20 feet up in the air. And they're hopping the slatter uh, across. No I'm like, oh my God. Okay, so the argument to get a home inspection every couple of years is a valid one. Absolutely. Because yes. for 350 bucks, they would have solved your, what was your $3,000 project went $10, to what? $10,000. $10,000. All right, that might be worth it. So that so 7000 divided by 350 that's 20 That's 20 inspections. That's 40 years worth of inspections <laughs> would have saved him that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are some of the other things that I'm not thinking about that would be found in the attic and well any anything where you have plumbing that's not leaking today but may leak tomorrow oh let me touch on that real quick let me yeah yeah. well let me actually Scooter you were talking about your commode oh yeah has gotten kind of loose right yeah right around the base and yeah, I, I thought when you said slid, I was like, well, mine does every time I get on it. Slide, slide, slippy slide. slide. I go for a little ride. <laughs> he's hooked the seatbelt up to his now. <laughs> it's a to... tour of the house, actually. It's kind of nice. <laughs> oh, I well, have the a visual probably... of that one right there. That's good. <laughs> if you don't fix it soon, Scooter, you're going to get a really good tour of your crawl space. Yeah. That's yeah. the only problem. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the part you want to see. It's not that great. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got a plumber actually coming by to look at it. Got it. He, and you probably you might have to replace a little bit of subfloor, but you, hopefully you won't. Hopefully you caught it early and you won't have to. Yeah, do you that. won't have my experience. Yeah, yeah. But well, see, touch on this, Dave, because you sure. being a builder, plumbing is not always just your pipes that have water running in them or through them. I mean, roofing, mm-hmm. attic, the boots. Yeah. I mean, the boots start to erode. Yes. They dry rot out. Yes. And then you boots? have water. Yeah, uh, pipe boots. So I'll just try to describe this when you. If you can imagine, when you're a little kid, you have a straw in your soda. That was a long time ago. Okay. Well, for you, last week, (laughs) you have your straw in your soda, and you put your finger over top of the straw, and then you pick the straw out, and you got the fluid inside it. Right. Right? Okay. So a vent, a plumbing vent, is designed to prevent that. Okay? So when you flush your commode or you turn on your sinks, if you don't have a vent stack that goes through the roof, the water is going to stay in those pipes and not go because the vacuum Vacuum. that's created is just going to sit there, and it's not going to... Flush out to the bottom, so to say. No, no pun intended. <laughs> but to say. Okay. So the boots go through the roof, right? They're connected to your waistlines, and they go through the roof mm-hmm. to allow that water to go through. And the reason they go through the roof is so you don't have to smell all the all the, the gas. wonderful gas <laughs> right. that comes with that. Okay. And they have go on your roof and put your nose over it. Yeah. Woo, that's pretty. That's pretty. Go to Facebook and watch the video of Chris smelling the pipe. Oh, Chris did not smell the pipe. I'm advising you not to. I think he suggested that they do it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So they have this rubber thing they call a boot that goes around that pipe that goes underneath the shingles that keeps the water from going around that pipe down into the cross. Speaking of remodels, real quick, I did a remodel up in East Nashville. And at some point when somebody else did a remodel, they literally took and just cut off the guy's um, uh, vent stack. And the wife said ever since they moved into the house, she always smelled methane. She couldn't figure out why it smelled like, you know, shifting. Yeah. But <laughs> she said she smelled methane all the time. And the husband said, oh, you're crazy. It doesn't smell. I don't smell anything. And there was the vent stack literally oh, pumping my. the venting into the kitchen. I'm not kidding you. The oh, kitchen. It was a lovely yeah. smell. When we opened up the nice. roof, it was re- the ceiling. I mean, it was really lovely. It was oh. wonderful. Wonderful. I kind of feel like I'm one of those people about getting a home inspection. It's kind of like going to the doctor you don't really want to know what's wrong but you're kind of talking me into maybe i do know want to know what's wrong because you know it's just good to know because because it's something that you can fix that's going to save you a lot of money in the long Mm -hmm. run yeah because a little repair is a whole lot less than a big repair. i mean we do that for our cars and this is such a big investment why would we not take better care of it and if you've got a chimney you chimneys you've got those um uh, i don't know my lame the flashing that goes around Santa. The Thank you. Santa yeah. comes down. Santa always comes down. Yes, yes. Santa portal. Santa portal. <laughs> See, I the, never understood that. If Santa comes down, doesn't he sweep the chimney as he comes down? He well, should. You would think. <laughs> he's been on a diet, so he's not as thick anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't reach the side. That explains it. <laughs> Today's Santa slender. <laughs> hey, when we come back, I got a fire story, though. Oh, I don't know if we're going to come Santa back. Story. They're going to probably kick us off the air after the next show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go home. Don't even stop. So nice knowing you. Unseen. <laughs> <laughs> we got to jump out to the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what, Chris? I got a fire story. Fire. A fire story. Fire. He's got a fire. party story. He's got a party. Got You've a been party, listening. fire, uh, <laughs> you know, everything. Uh, Things not to Middle do. Middle Tennessee family should be doing. We'll do, we'll do the tip doing. of the week at the same time when we get in there. Cause, Scooter, uh, take us a break. Otherwise, we're not making it. Sometimes you got to stay Join these other two. Come on, you guys all are just in here doing the dance. Come on, come on. This is Chris, great party back. music. Come on, it, David. Hey, hey. I, I tell you what. I want this to be our new intro music all the time. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's oh. a party. Chris, you got a party story for us. I do got a party story. Well, not my party. Uh, tell us oh, about you were party. just partying, man. It is your party. <laughs> it sounds like a party story. No, I actually got a really unfortunate party story. Uh, <laughs> I know. So this is to all these folks who are moving out of their house who love thy neighbor. I think some <laughs> something out there talks about that. But um, uh, <laughs> but that being said, uh, so we had a supposed to have a closing on Friday with a nice couple who were buying moving here from Florida, and they were buying their dream house moving up here. Uh, what do you mean supposed to? <laughs> He's going to tell the getting story. There, Let getting him get there. there. Getting there. So on Monday, their sellers move out. They're being great sellers, getting out, enough time to move and uh, everything else. And I guess the sellers decide, hey, I'm really going to miss my neighbors. We'll have one last party at this house. We before. like to party. <laughs> the song came back on, that's and they were all that's partying. That's a trend, too. You get all your stuff out of there, and then you have a party. So yeah. they have a nice rooftop deck on this house, fireplace, and and uh, everything else. So they're having a great party. And, of course, they can't stay there. They're done partying. They have to go home. 
And so the lady shuts the glass door on the fireplace and cutting off the oxygen supply in the fireplace. The problem is it's a vented fireplace. <laughs> oh, and the fire was still going. <laughs> and uh, everybody left and went home. Oh, no. And the fire was still, still going. going. Oh. And it kept going. And it kept going. And it caught the house on fire. Ouch. And it was a fairly substantial burn down on this $674,000 house. Wow. What's, uh, what's a fairly substantial burn down? I mean, you either burn it to the ground or. Well, that's going to be up to the lawyers, which I can't talk about that just now because that's going to be part of the defense. <laughs> Look, as that. someone who's had a house fire, it takes very little to create a lot yeah. of damage. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, even a little fire is too knock, much. Knock on wood, I have not had to experience that. Yeah, wow. so that they. Um, the closing was the very next day. It was very, uh, very unfortunate. The very next day. The very next day. And, um, <laughs> the, the closing was not the very next day. It was supposed to be the very next yeah, day. Yeah, right. To be the this very is like 12 day. hours after the. Wow. Wow. The, 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 the last hurrah. Wow. To, uh, well, to, whose insurance is covering it at well, that point? Well, hold on. Where's the walkthrough at? Have they walked through? Uh, no, they were supposed to walk through Friday morning. Wow. And uh, they were told to. Not come do the walkthrough. There had been an accident at the house. <laughs> an accident. And that they had some repairs to do and that they needed to extend the contract for a, a week or so till they can get the accident taken care of. But they wouldn't let the buyer, they didn't want the buyers to see the property. And uh, so the buyer said, okay, no problem. And they signed the extension um, on the contract because the contract was set to expire that day until they got out to the house to and realize that the saw. accident was... That, I mean, they said as soon as you turned, it, turned into the subdivision, you had that smell, you know, that oh, burnt wow. house smell. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you could just smell it in the neighborhood itself um, to do that. And so, of course, they wanted, didn't want to buy it anymore, but they had signed an extension wow. on the contract. And there's actually some provisions in the Tennessee Association of Realtor contract that talks about what happens if there's substantial damage to the property. And it, the clause says somewhere along the line that if it's more than 10%, it could be considered, they could void the contract. But if it's less than 10%, the contract's not consider voided. Um, so they're arguing that it was not more than 10% damage, but the people never got a chance to even go in and inspect it. They didn't know what they were up against. Well, the insurance that. is going to settle that, I would think, because they, they, when they come out and do the adjustment, they're going to put a value on it, and the value of the yeah. insurance claim divided by the sales price is going to yeah. be pretty but whose easy. whose insurance is covering that? The, the homeowners the, the, that the were the there partying? The seller. The seller. The seller. But, okay. But they already signed the extension to allow for that. The sell, the buyer signed the extension, so it's going to maybe give them enough time to repair it. And well, how long do they extend it for? Yeah, but if they fix it, why, why would the buyers not want to buy the house? Because they don't know what else has been done to the property. I mean, they oh, don't want a house well, that's been they need burnt. To make sure that they, they have some input on the license contract that gets to do the work. It has that new home. So you go to the fa- Capital Homes Facebook page and you say, "Mr. Lukey, can you please come look at this?" And can you fix this tomorrow? <laughs> and that's the whole. But the fir- very first insurance job I ever did was a complete teardown on a on a burn. Really? Yeah. The adju- the initial adjustment was for ninety five percent of the value of the house to fix it. And I was like, oh, let's go the other 5% and just tear it down. Yeah. And they, they, the insurance company agreed. They said, okay. Yeah, I don't know what, I mean, right now the buyers just don't want it and the sellers are no, holding their feet to the fire. Too. I understand that too. And, uh, so it's probably no pun good. intended. Yeah. But, but there's, <laughs> Yeah. She's so quick, man. Yes, yeah, she is. Sassy. I only bring wit and charm. That's all I have. I, I have a feeling the buyer's going to be okay because I don't know how you're going to fix that. And, and how long was the extension? 
two weeks. And, oh yeah, no way. And I, we agree. And but it's 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 already in the litigating matters at this wow. point. It switched wow. switched sides in our office and went over to the <laughs> litigating side because wow. of course the sellers want to sell it because they don't want to have to disclose going forward right. to somebody else that there's been fire damage to the property. But wow. so uh, I guess wouldn't it be easier though? Just okay, you had it, you had fire damage and you had it re- professionally repaired. Wouldn't that be an easier thing versus trying to fight with somebody that obviously doesn't want it? Yeah. What if you were the new buyer coming up to this house and they just told you it burnt down two weeks ago? It depends on you. It depends on learn how to use your own fireplace. It, it, it would <laughs> depend on this. If they repl- are they if they're basically going to defour the house, bulldozer the house, and build a brand new house, what difference does it make? Yeah, it's what a difference make was there before. But they just they weren't doing that. They had repairmen in there when the buyer finally went and saw it, and they had oh. people that were drywalling up over the burnt wood. Oh, that's oh, the, it, well, that, well, yeah, that's different. That's now. a code violation anyway. So. That's a classic. It depends. You, a lawyer yeah, detail you yeah, left yeah. out there. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of burning houses down and not burning houses down, <laughs> let's go to the tip of the week. Are we ready we for never the tip recommend, of the week? Which we never recommend. Yeah, yeah, we do not recommend burning your house down. Even if you be, don't like your house. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, orange and Orange and brown stripes are terrible. Look, so you don't <laughs> want to do that. I love these tips of the week, though. Come on, what do we? Yeah, got? come All on. Right, All right, tip it. of the week. Here, the tip of the week is vinyl siding. Yeah, will melt and is flammable. Look, it's Labor Day weekend. We're barbecuing. That's this right. is like important to remember That's when right. you have some cervezas. It's Saturday today. morning, and you're going to break out your grill today. It's Labor Day weekend. You're break out your grill. You've got the start of football, so you're going to be distracted. That's right. Yep. That's right. Just be very careful about your grill. So, I, the funny story. This is a true story. I built a brand new home for somebody, and they had vinyl siding on the back of their house, like most of our houses do, and they had their grill obviously too close to the house, and it burnt a two or three foot oval size <laughs> melt down on the side of the back of their house and the lady looked me dead in the eye and with as straight a face as she could possibly muster she said it was like that when we closed it's a defect in the siding even uh. though it was over three pieces somehow the manufacturer when they milled it they milled this defect over three <laughs> disparaging pieces in the box that do not match up in any way shape or form other than they are melted together and the and the santone vinyl on the back of her grill must have come with the grill it couldn't possibly have happened because she had the grill too close I replaced it just so I could tell the story forevermore and not feel guilty about making fun of this lady who Whoa. is an obvious liar. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Oh my goodness! I would have ha- said, "Look at that barbecue sauce." <laughs> I know what happened here. The word grill it. master melted into the plastic <laughs> yeah. upside down. Did not give it away. So, so, the, like so stamped in there or something. So, here are the two tips. The first tip is: no matter how much shade your house provides, do not use it as an umbrella. Pull the grill away from the house. <laughs> Number two: go get yourself one of those really good. If you have a wood deck and you have your grill on your wood deck mm. or a piece of something, a metal, something underneath your grill so that any charcoal pieces, yeah, yeah. yeah, charcoal or, or even just the hot grease that comes down yeah. doesn't burn doesn't burn your deck down and then burn your house down. So that's not a tip of the week. That's a tip for the rest of the year because <laughs> yeah. you have Halloween, you have Thanksgiving, you have uh, yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it's burning. a tip for life. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> if you are firing up your grill or your stove out back, do not get it too close to stuff. your house or your stuff. Or you also, incendiary me. objects, a wooden deck, vinyl <laughs> yeah, siding, propane burns, tank. Including your children. And stuff that burns should stay away from the grill. I mean, even when you have the lamp on your head, because you've had a few too many, you know, lampshade, 
lamp you set on that you. down and <laughs> that burns too. You gotta so. see you gotta see to turn your stakes. That's right. That's right. Dude, match we had a little bit more fire for you, right? <laughs> All right, Mike. What station are we on? We are on News Radio 1510 WLAC. And, and this is the Money Man Mike Show. There you go, brother. And where do you find us at? Money Facebook Man Mike. And moneyman.net. Moneymanmike.net and go. Facebook. Money Man Mike Radio. That's right. Oh, or Capital Home Ideas. <laughs> com. Oh, Chris Corvo. <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. Welcome back to the dancing Money Man Mike show. The bobbin heads, the bobbin weave. Everyone's over here jamming, man. Excellent music, excellent, excellent music. <laughs> David and I used to have weaves. <laughs> we've, we've all kind of lost a little bit there, but it's all good. Hey, man, we are down to our last segment of today's show, and we're going to get back into some uh, actual real estate talk because, I mean, we've been talking about burning down the house and <laughs> shifting. shifting toilets and water problems and structural issues and uh, why you need to have somebody like David to come look at your house or Mr. Sean Haggerty. I always want to say I want to confuse your last name with him. <laughs> well, so we've determined that a, a home inspection it, maybe every other year might be a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what's need, going on in the market? What's not going in the market? Yeah. I mean, you said you had a, a post the other day that you saw in the Tennessean? Yeah, there was a great article in the Tennessean about a week and a half ago. And if you go to uh, Capital Homes' Facebook page, you can see it again. Um, just talking about basically what the article says is that builders aren't doing their job keeping up with demand that there is just not enough houses being built, and, <laughs> and you know, I'm doing the best that I can, but we need more labor. We need more land. There's not enough lots out there. Um, Etzel Charles, was, uh, who's a local uh, expert around here about supply and demand, uh, can talk really intelligently about how there just aren't enough finished lots to even build a house on, let alone houses to be built. And we just did a market survey for Delvin Downs, mm-hmm. which you can get information on capitalhomeideas.com about and we we found really that there's the amount of supply for homes that are 10 years old or less newer mm-hmm. right. is measured in weeks at this point there's about 2.6 yeah. weeks worth of supply out oh, there express. and that you know we're I'm doing the best I can and when we've actually adjusted our the developer who's doing this development for us is adjusting his game plan as we speak but even for him to adjust his game plan, he's adjusting a game plan for a year from now because that's how long it takes. And so it's just the supply is just way down. And it's good. It's great for if you own a home already because property values are going to go up and up and up. It's not great if you're thinking about buying because property value is going to go up and up and up and up. I have to say one thing. Go ahead. David, that was one heck of a pitch for trying to claim that you're not slacking. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, though, the numbers agree with what David's saying, because the U.S. Census Bureau and HUD said the housing numbers for July. How much do you want to say or how much do you want to guess they were up? Housing numbers, year over year, July. Home sales? Yes. Uh, They were up modestly, right? 5% or something like that? Mm -mm. No. How much was it? Come on, Chris. You're always good with this. I don't know. I'm thinking 20%. Sassy. 35. Whoa, get on out of here. I only know Wit and Charm. 
31.3%. Oh, I was wow. closest, though. <laughs> Look at me. Wow. So when, when people are saying the builders can't keep up, it's like the, the article here. Housing market slowing down? Tell don't tell builders that. Yeah. So why I mean, is it just, important that that why does the new builders affect the market so much? Well, if if sales are going up and the supply stays the same, then the house values go through the roof because of rarity, scarcity. You know, basic economics. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't if there's if there's not enough of what people need, it gets more and more valuable. And so builders are trying desperately to try to keep up with the amount of supply out there. I just shared an article with David real quick. It's yeah. kind of just going in line with what you guys are discussing. Yeah, yeah. But is it true that, I mean, when the builders are building houses, they're creating more houses, correct, mm-hmm. for people to live in at that mm-hmm. point in time? Well, yeah. He, yeah. Here, here, to go on with this study here, the the sales from June, July mm-hmm. of this year, take a guess at what that number was. Increase in sales from June of 2016 to July of 2016. Are you talking new home sales or are you talking about? Um, all sales. All sales. I, you know, I, I have thought that there was a report that said they were pretty modest because the m- amount of new uh, new homes is very low. But go ahead. Not keeping up. <laughs> this goes through, doesn't specify. Newer. My fault. You are correct. I stand correct. July's new home sales data. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, it's it's up. New home sales is up really strong. Yeah. There, there's not a lot of uh, used homes out there on the market no. or resales. However, you want. It. If Andrew was here, she would correct me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but there, so the so the demand is high is exceeding our ability to supply it, and new home sales are up really strong. Um, but there was the number was kind of soft, and people were pointing to that number as a softening of the market. But they're wrong. It's just the demand. There's not enough supply. There's not enough houses for people to choose from. And they continue to, to, especially in this marketplace, um, other marketplaces are doing good, but not as great as it is here. Yeah, they said new home sales hit their highest mark in over nine years. And the increase from June to July of this year was 12.4%. And that should give some people an idea of what you just said, the subtlety of what you just said, the highest marks in in nine Nine years. years. That's how bad we were overbuilding a decade ago. Hmm. Wow. I mean, that's a... Excellent right? way to, yeah. You know, because we we're not back to where we were. No. Now, Nashville is. Nashville is pulling about the same number of permits that we did 10 years ago. But as a country, we're not. And that's that's part of why I think we still got a ways to go, because there's still a lot of demand. The other thing is, too, that's not really talked about, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this because it's boring, but <laughs> banks... Do not are want, you saying we're talking about boring stuff? No, we're about to. I'm Scooter, about, are you bored in there? I'm about to say something really He's sleeping. boring. sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> the, I say it. The banks are still not willing to do what's called an uh, acquisition and development loan for developers. They're not willing to lend the money to the developers to buy a, a farm and turn it into lots. They're doing plenty of construction loans for builders, but until that money comes back from the banks into the marketplace, there's not going to be a, a wholesale ability of developers to go out and buy farms and turn them into houses. Well, I think the other thing you're seeing on the lending side, and only because I do closings with David and a lot of other builders, is they're, they're, the banks are lending the money on these houses, but they're not speculative houses. They're That's right. they're pre-sale houses. So, yeah, they're, they're lending all day long to people who are willing to buy them, but the number of houses David can just go out and start in hopes that somebody would buy one, they, right. they, they handcuff builders and don't allow that yeah. to happen. Well, there, there's that, and also I have so many customers to build for. The last thing I want to do is take resources away from someone who's paid me money. Mm-hmm. 
to a speculation of someone who might pay me money. We'll pay me money. So, so I, part of my thing is I don't want to take away from my customers. So I, I'm not building specs right now. I don't have the well, time. I think it's all, it's all full circle at this. You don't have any yeah. specs because they won't give you the money to develop the land. That's right. Money's right, not right. given to develop the land, and you're Absolutely. only building the houses. For people who come in and order one. For people who come in and order one at that point in time, which is just limits the availability for housing for folks. We're Some people don't have out. six, eight months to wait for a house. We're to be six built. months out. So, I mean, as someone, I, I guess I always thought that, you know, you bought a whole neighborhood or something and there were these 30 lots that you just had. But, you know, it sounds like it's more kind of step by step. Is Has that changed or has it always been that way? No, there's always been layers to it. There's always been situations where you buy every builder buys every lot in the neighborhood and builds all the houses over time. Um, and then there's been the the neighborhoods where there's six builders in there, and of the thirty lots, everybody gets five. And then there's also been the, you know, let's go find a house to tear down, or let's go find a lot where a house burnt down. Um, I've seen those too, you know. <laughs> Harkening back to the last segment, you know, the house burns down, and the, the then the homeowner gets their money from the insurance company, but they don't want to rebuild. Then that lot gets sold and, and stuff like that. And and I'm actually looking at a situation right now where someone has a, a piece of property that zoning allows them to cut in two. And so they're going to cut it in two and keep their house and sell the other lot. So I'm looking at that as well. And we do all all those types, as you know, Sassy, we do all those types of building. Um, but it's getting harder and harder to do the very first one where someone's putting 40 lots in the ground. And you're building 40 houses because the banks just don't want to develop that. you got so to be private the, equity, basically. You have the ability to say, look, we have seven customers who want homes. Look, yeah. Okay, so this is good. So now you can give me more. Yeah. So yeah. I can make more homes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. The banks are still t- tied up in knots. Well, building 40 houses at one time is really hard. So they are on what they call a takedown schedule, yeah. which means he has to buy X number of lots per month in a particular neighborhood. Now, he has them all under contract, all 40, but he may have to take two or three a month. He may take more than that if the if he has buyers lined up who have picked out numbers of lots, but one way or the other, he's, has, he's obligated to buy one or two a month. Hmm. And then so to work through one or two a month on a 40-lot neighborhood could take, you know, years at that point in time mm-hmm. um, to do it. And, and in David's case, or in a lot of builders' cases, they're only building houses when people come in and order them, yeah. as opposed to just building 40 houses and hoping they all sell. And we, and we stage that out, too. I mean, you know, I've got a really great framing crew. And so rather than find a second crew that may not be great, I'd rather frame one house a week. And so I just tell people on the front end, okay, your house will start framing after these houses. And this is the date that I think I'm going to start framing, and this is the date that I think you're going to move in. And just try to be straight and forward with people and say, this is what when it's going to happen. Your foundation is going to come in, and it's going to sit there. Please don't call me every day and ask me why I'm not framing because <laughs> i got three other houses to frame in front of you. Yeah. It's just gonna I haven't seen anybody on my house location in three weeks. Why, David? Because they're not going to be. <laughs> we discussed this at the beginning. Yeah, but once we start framing, then someone's there every day. And so, so we put the foundation in and then wait until I can get the framers there. But once the framing starts... Uh, plumbers come in, HVAC comes in, electricians come in, boom. Then all of a sudden it gets assembly line. Oh my goodness, yeah. Everybody, someone's there every day. Yeah. Well, that's one of the benefits to a, a larger builder like David is having the subs. You know, the availability. If you, Michael, if you called, I don't know how much difficulty you had trying to get somebody out to replace your floor, but an individual person calling now, it's it's really difficult to get anybody out to do any work on a on a. I don't want to say it's a small project because that's a lot of yeah. money, but in 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 the contracting world, that's a small project. Oh yeah, it's chump change. 
compared to if they're working with the Capitol Homes and, they're, and they got 15 houses lined up on the same street that they're going to be framing over the next 15 weeks. Heck, I, if know, anything, my project irritated the next customer down the line because it was supposed to be a quick, you know, yeah. three, four day job right. ended up being a two week job. Yeah. 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 I, we used to do a lot of uh, 203K mm-hmm. models. Used yeah. to do a lot of those. And I keep tightening the circle, tightening the circle of where I can physically get to it and actually divert resources to do it. Right. And, and I'm almost down to, I just not, I'm not going to be able to do it for the next year, probably. And just say no to any kind of remodeling because it's just, it's hard. And, and I get phone calls about once a week. Yeah. Hey, can you do this for me? No. Hey, can you do it? No. Can you come look at it? No. <laughs> well, heck, yeah. we were talking about trying to do a job the other day and you're like, Mike, I just, I just yeah. don't have time. I and I respect that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's all the good people right now are busy. Yeah. Fortunately, that job turned out to be easier than you thought. Yeah, That's absolutely. Good. But I mean, yeah. if you're if you're calling somebody to do some work for you, and they're oh yeah, I can be there tomorrow. Be worried. <laughs> be very Something's worried. Something's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to last week's show with Ben, and just I mean, they're Johnny in the spot because they're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Why are they not doing anything? Yeah, I mean, if, if it's a small like a tackle job or something like that, I mean, hey, absolutely. There's guys that do that. Right. They're, they're Johnny on the spot to do a small couple hundred dollar job yeah and there are Not plenty of guys out there who are great job. we shouldn't jump to those conclusions there are plenty of those true, guys that are true. great but i mean uh, you know you have all the resources to look them up to make sure that Absolutely. their work Absolutely. is great Absolutely. so one last thing rates strong rates are good rates are always good okay we got to go brother we don't have time for that today <laughs> to tell people the rates are still good right <laughs> rates are outstanding rates are at such historic lows it's insane go out to our facebook page check out the the graph and you can see how low rates are. I mean, it's it's insane. You got a current weight, rate quote too, right? From the website? Dude, we can do everything from our website. There you go. <laughs> What's there your we website? Go. Moneymanmike.net. There you go. Heck yeah, it is. Facebook, Money Man Mike Radio. Find all the links out to everybody here on the show. Chris, David, and Miss Sassy. Thanks for joining us on 1510 LAC. It's very exciting. We're out. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show. Have a great day. Not sure.